Good morning, good morning. We have taken the Early Birds podcast on the road for the first time. We are still here in Youngstown, Ohio with one of our incredible branch managers showing us around the city what it's like to be in the small town. We are here with Bob. Bob, how are you doing today, sir? Good. I'm doing great. Thank you, sir, for, for taking us on this journey. Uh, we get to really showcase to people what it's like to grow up in, in obviously a small town, and you've been doing it at the highest level, yep. making relationships happen. So kind of fill us in, man. I mean, has your journey always started here in a small town? Yeah, I've been, I, I was born in the area here and uh, went to high school here, college here. Uh, Youngstown's lucky to have a, a pretty big college here, a state college. So uh, a pretty large majority of people that are from here just go there because it's cheap and uh, it's the cheapest state university in the, in the state. That's very fascinating, obviously, to get a great education, to get it at actually a reasonable amount because it's so expensive nowadays. Well, you know what, walk, walk me through kind of your entrepreneurship, why you stayed in the small town area and obviously got into the field that you're in, which is mortgages. Right. How did that all come to? Uh, honestly, I mean, my friends, uh, all my friends are here and the very, very big majority of my family is here, both sides of my, of my parents. So it's easy to want to stay here because of family and friends. Um, but then uh, the mortgage industry was something I never even knew about until about seven years ago, eight years ago. And uh, a friend of mine interested me in, in the career path. And uh, once I got an opportunity, I just took it and ran. You know, the first year or so is a lot of learning and it's chaos, but um, you got to challenge yourself to, to grow professionally and, and personally. and. Uh, that first year was tough, but it was worth it. The best decision I ever made. You know what they talk about? Uh, you said chaos, which which is so true, especially when I talk to so many loan officers every day. But I think that's any career you enter that can be incredibly lucrative, mm -hmm. where you do have a lot of that chaos. Now, for you, obviously our viewers don't know, you're uh, an athlete. Uh, you played, played ball at Youngstown, and you did a lot over there before coming transitioning into this sp space that you're in today. You talked to me a little bit yesterday about your experience in college and how that's helped you today. Can you just tell the viewers a little bit about your experience in college and how that's really set you up? Sure. So first off, in high school, I was very quiet. Um, I went from a small school, like an elementary, middle school, private school, Catholic school, to a large, one of the largest high schools in the area. So I didn't know anybody in high school, so I was quiet. And then college, I like came out of my shell. I, I walked on at Youngstown State as a kicker and um and did and did school obviously full-time and um college for me wasn't that difficult i mean i wasn't a great student but it wasn't that difficult but football is what really molded me as a person you learn a lot about yourself um dealing with adversity dealing with challenges and um staying on a strict schedule 6 a.m workouts practice in the afternoon but still have time to, to if you can work a little bit make some money and do school full-time it was a lot to juggle but it really helps mold you as a person to multitask on that level. So when you talk about the routine and you basically were saying the routine really helped set you up into the mortgage space and you learned all that through football, mm -hmm. what about folks out there that don't have that background but they really want to get into something and they want to learn how to build a routine? Where would you tell them to start? How you start small and, and find something that like, if you're not used to working out, for example, which we've talked about, you know, I've built that in my routine because I've been doing it since college because of football again. Um, before college, I never, never lifted, never worked out consistently. So if you never worked out before or never got a good routine, just start small and, and do 30 minutes a day. And then what is it like after two weeks, it becomes a habit. And then after three or four weeks, it becomes more of a, a routine and you, it's hard to get out of it. Cause it's like, I've been doing it for so long that I work out every morning. Um, so getting a routine is just start small and then grow upon that. 
And then, uh, I mean, I'm still working on it. It takes time to perfect that craft, whatever it might be. But um, yeah, start small, do one thing and then add something to it and then keep adding different layers to your routine and, and it'll grow. And you know, that's that's the, the part I try to tell people. I mentor quite a bit of people and they always talk about, oh, your routine and your planning. It's like, look, stop filling your calendar with 100% if you've never done that before, right? Because you're not gonna accomplish all of it. And the part that happens is, is when they don't accomplish it, they start to feel down on themselves mm -hmm. and then you don't wanna do it at all. And I try to tell people, I'm like, add two or three things that you wanna do, you know what I'm saying? So if for instance, you've never been to the gym consistently, well, you going five days a week is not realistic. Right. So, okay, how about once a week to start? Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're talking about is basically just adding those little small steps each and every day. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. You know, one thing I appreciate about you is, is your mindset. Uh, especially the way you grew up in the industry was different from the way I grew up where I had a lot of corporate training. Mm -hmm. Now you didn't get that corporate training. This is about seven years ago where you've started your journey. Mm -hmm. And now today, somebody that you didn't have any kind of uh, rental properties, you had none of those. Now you have about five, is that correct? Uh, yeah, five, five properties, 10 doors. Yeah. And that all happened within seven years. Within two. Within, <laughs> within two years. So uh, what do you talk about when you are bringing somebody on potentially? Let's just say they're going to work for the branch and underneath you. How do you share that story with them about you having nothing and then being able to set yourself up to be in a spot to where you're at today? Right. Uh, so, I mean, it, it takes some time. I, I, everything takes time, obviously. But um, we want to educate. So when we were, when Brad and I were, were brought into our, our careers, um, he was about three years ago. I was just about seven years ago. Um, it was all about, you have to educate customers, educate other coworkers, whatever it might be. But it's not just like if someone, like an agent, educate realtors. Um, you know, if they ask for, you know, can you run this payment? Well, let's, let's coach them so that they can figure out the payment on their own. Um, so we, we, we teach a thing that is very scalable to, you know, for every thousand you go up in, in purchase price, your payment changes by this number. It's, it's to the penny. Um, so educate people. So we want to educate the person that we're going to look to bring on next. She wants to learn, you know, so we want to, because she's an LO now, licensed, but doesn't touch a lot of files besides her own. Because you'll be licensed for a year. So she wants to touch more files. So she'll be an LOA for us and learn and grow and, and be able to experience more, um, Keep going, you're good. Yeah, what's the word? Um, more scenarios, more, you know, different loan scenarios that if she's just touching her files with one year of experience and limited relationships, she won't be able to see that many scenarios are on her desk. You're talking a lot about patience, it sounds like, especially with loan officers. And, you know, I, I actually remember when I started 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'll never forget the thing that everybody always says, and I said the same thing too, and my leaders at the time told me the same thing I tell people now. Everyone always thinks they need to know the technology first, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, well, once I learn the tech, I'm gonna figure it out. Mm -hmm. and, and I try to tell them, like, listen, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's about focusing on your craft. It's about being patient. It's about asking the right questions. It's about setting yourself up for success. And then every single day, you're just working on improving. Yeah. And that's the part I think people miss because we're in a society today that's all about that instant gratification mm -hmm. and being behind the phones. And the thing about you is you have such a regiment down to where you're actually out and about consistently staying in front of your, your partners, uh, just communicating and connecting with the community as a whole. I've watched right. you do it at a high level. Yeah. How do you maintain all that while maintaining your business? Uh, you know, I have a lot of people that say, oh, I just get too busy. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think a lot of it's all intertwined. 
So, like, I, I play a lot of, like, adult sports, like, think of basketball in the winter, three days a week. I've had, on the one night that I play, I can look at the people that I'm playing basketball with, and I help six of them by house. Wow. You know, so it's like, it's just, it's all, just all together, and it's all intertwined, and that's the way my, my network is. What would you, you know? say to people that, uh, that say face-to-face -face networking is dead? It's not dead at all. <laughs> it's the most important tool you can have. I mean, and we talked about it yesterday. Um, it's all about relationships and then knowledge. And so when I talk to somebody, I'm not saying, hey, make sure you use me whenever you buy your house. It's just, I just, you know, real estate comes up often in conversation, regular conversation, when the simple conversation or question is, how's work been? Okay, well, how's work been? I'm doing this now, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm running a new office with a new company. And, and then it just, you start talking about, you know, the next question, are mortgage rates gonna come down? You know, well, that just, the whole conversation about how mortgage rates are affected by you know the fed raising rates and or how they're not affected by the fed raising rates and then your knowledge base so it's it's relationships and knowledge so it's not about selling myself or selling you know the company it's more i know what i'm doing and, and what i'm talking about and you trust me as an individual because we're friends and that's, that's it that's so spot on and that's the educational piece you've been talking about where you're not making it about a potential deal, right? Because no. some other people hear that and they like want to pounce. You're ready to buy, you're ready to do right, this. No. And you're, hey, listen, here's what's happening. Here's where the market's at. If you're interested, I'd love to help you out. If you're not, just so you know, you can still ask me questions yeah. regardless of the matter. So uh, we're, we're pulling up to a, a fun location here. We're gonna show a little bit of Youngstown and, and the small community here. So this is Mill Creek Park. Yes. Uh, can you just kind of fill us in about Mill Creek Park? I mean, what, what's it what's it like? What's it mean to the community? What's it mean to you? Uh, Mill Creek Park is the largest metropolitan park in America um, most people don't realize that even locally um, but it's over 4,400 acres um, they have three lakes in in the park uh, 36 holes of golf they have short holes uh, so like a like part three golf course they have tennis courts they have softball fields um, kayaking paddle boats all kinds of fishing you know you name it they got hiking it's pretty cool beautiful in the fall too and the leaves are changing colors so if, if you were to have somebody kind of come through the town here, this would definitely be a spot for them to go. Absolutely, yeah. You don't get a lot of this all over. You know, I lived in LA, um, I, I've lived in Las Vegas and obviously Michigan where I'm at today, and you don't, you don't get a lot of this, uh, especially no. out in LA where I was at. You just don't get that feel and people don't understand what this can do for, for you just as a human being mm -hmm. and how it can help. And when people think small town, they think, oh, there's nothing here. There's nothing available. Right. To watch the pride that you have in the small town and to watch what you've created is something to me that's absolutely extraordinary. And yeah. it's it's incredible to see, especially because your roots are so deep here in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, you said you weren't uh, much of an extrovert like you are today early on in your career. How has that changed to allow you to start having those additional conversations and network with the right people? I have to pick my bell. That's okay. Now, hold on. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, I've been like that since college. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so my personal strength has always been building relationships, and I never thought I would ever work in sales. Never. Uh, in college, I wanted to work in sports. Sales was on my thing, because I wanted, I didn't want to be sales. But then, in the mortgage world, it's more, it's. I mean, everyone needs a mortgage. And then it's beyond that. When I started, I just thought everyone needs a mortgage. So let's talk, you know, if you like me as a person, as a friend, you'll work with me. But it's more than that because not everyone needs a mortgage. There's people that pay cash for houses, especially in this area when home prices are lower here than the uh, the national average. Um, so if you're moving from out of town to here, they just pay cash. 
Well, then it's an education thing. Going back to education, it's all relationships and education. Education, so why you shouldn't pay cash. You can use that cash to invest your money and, and make your money work for you and grow for you and finance it. Use other people's money, use the bank's money. So, and then you talk about future value of money versus a simple interest on a, on a mortgage. And, you know, and so it's, I don't know where I was going. I feel like that's a- You know, one, one of the, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you this. One of the things to me that stood out being in the office and I, I, the viewers haven't seen this yet and we'll give them the opportunity to see it, but you have this really fascinating award that you received, obviously being in college. Mm. And it just talks about your willingness to help others, right? Yes. And being that shadow. And to me, you talked about being a salesperson, and I always tell people there's a negative connotation towards salespeople, mm-hmm. but the thing that I, I believe in my heart just from talking to you and understanding you is your willingness to want to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to make the connection because you're coming from such a place of wanting to help, mm-hmm. and it's a genuine place. And I truly believe that's what the greatest salespeople can do. They're just very high-level communicators. Yes. And so when you take that knowledge and you turn it into what you have, well, look, now you're building a career, and that has a lot to do with you having those extrovert tendencies of wanting to connect mm-hmm. and put the pieces together for people to kind of share the journey that, that you've been on. Is that kind of fair to say? Uh, 1,000%. I mean, and in my with my previous company, there was a loan that I I could not do, you know, I, I would refer that out in a minute. I'm not worried about me, you know, getting the commission or getting the sale. It's just, I want to help this person. If I can't, I'll find some way that could. Then that's the biggest difference, man. And just to watch you build that and create that is something people, not all people have. Most people I do believe are good to an extent, mm-hmm. but that willingness to where, you know, there's a loan right now. I know you're working out. We won't get into any details, but the loan's probably going to make less than $500, right? T- total. And you're going to spend all the time in the world on that loan just because of how much you care. And you know that can turn into something even bigger than that. So where did that mindset of helping people start? I've always had it. I mean, there was a point before I got into mortgages where I was kind of floundering, you know, after college, like trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Because, yeah, you go to college with a business degree, which is a blessing and a curse. A blessing because you can do whatever you want with a business degree, but also a curse because I still don't know what I want to do with my career. (laughs) So, like, if I was an RN, you know, I'm going to be an RN. Or uh, I have an accounting degree, I can go be a CPA. But a general business degree, you know, you can do whatever, but it doesn't help you when you don't know what you want to do. Um... So where are we headed now? Can you just walk us through? Yeah, so we just, drove, through? We, we just drove through Mill Creek Golf Course, mm-hmm. um, which is a big golf course. Um, and then we're, we're heading deeper into Mill Creek Park, which we're coming up on a lake. And I believe it's Glacier Lake. Um, but this has, on the left side, it, it's a one-way road. And then on the left side, it's all for bikes, bikes and walkers and runners. So I just saw that sign. It said established in 1891. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about some history. Yeah. There's a lot of history that goes through this town. Mm-hmm. Um where did this town kind of start to get its its name for itself? Uh, so it started, I think John Young was the, was the person that found the city of Youngstown. Um, and it was like in the 1700s. But uh, it really got its name during the steel mill years, during World War One, World War II. Um, it became one of the larger steel producers for weapons um, for the, the wars. And um, it was one of the top two or three largest uh, steel producing cities in America. And then now it's turned into something obviously much different and it has so much to provide to the community and even the way that it's set up like you don't even see a lot of the outside environment and all these other different areas and that small town feel where everybody knows everybody how do you believe that's helped you build and establish the the presence that you have today uh i I don't know i just i love it 
I love, like, I, I would never want to move away from here because I have friends and family here and my network is here. And I love the, the feeling that almost any bar that I go into or any place that I go into, I'm probably going to know somebody, if not multiple people, or if not, I can make small talk and find a connection with somebody that I didn't know. And I just, I love that. It's kind of cool. What's it like being the mortgage guy? It's, it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, it, everywhere I go, there's a possibility for business. And I don't even talk about it like that. But really, that's, you know, big picture. That's what it is. So when, when, with it being the small town, right, and obviously our industry, sometimes things can go a little south. Mm -hmm. How does that conversation look like when potentially you're calling somebody that you know to let them know that, hey, X, Y, Z has occurred? How do you work through that from a mindset perspective? Uh, it's, it's not that difficult. Like I've, I've had friends, I've helped a lot of friends buy houses. Um, I've also had to tell people that I know or friends that I know that have poor credit, you know, we can't qualify you now, which is a tough conversation. But coming from a place of, I can't qualify you now, but I'm, I want to get you there. You know, it's purely, again, just being genuine and like, I want to help you. You know, I know you really want to buy a house. It stinks that you can't buy a house right now, but we're going to put you on a roadmap to get you there. And if you follow these, these steps, we'll get you into a house by the end of the year. You know, that's one of the things that I've noticed too, with when we get new people that come on board and, and even early on in my career, having those tough conversations are some of the hardest things to do because you get so worried about it. Yeah. But to your point, what I started to realize is that when I started just ripping that bandaid off, mm -hmm. it's insane how much more traction occurs. So this is uh, Lake Newport. It's one of the three lakes in Mill Creek Park. And we're actually gonna be coming up on Letterman's Bell soon. But this is partly in Boardman, Ohio, which is a suburb of Youngstown. And then the northern part is going to be in uh, in the south side of Youngstown. So when, when it comes to the, the lake here, I mean, what would somebody come here for from a tourist perspective? Uh, kayaking, fishing. Really? Mm -hmm. What kind of fish are here? I don't know how to fish. No, not a fisher? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. Or else it's I way too slow for me. Yeah. I, don't got, I don't got time for that. I'm just learning how to enjoy golf. So, me too, not a fisher, so I wouldn't know where to start for our viewers at home. So, for those of you that are big fishing people, this is definitely a place to check out. And if you know what's out here, please let us know. We'd love to find out ourselves, <laughs> too, when it comes to that. So, where are we headed right now? What direction? We're headed towards Letterman's Mill, which we actually looked up before to get some dates. I think it's I think the, the mill opened in 1799, <laughs> something like that. It was open for 30 years, or just under 30 years. Um, and now it's more of a landmark. Okay. Um, and it used to just be a waterfall. They made it into a mill um, to produce energy. So roughly 20 plus years here, and this is a staple of the community, it oh, sounds yeah. like. Yep. You know, the, the thing about the small communities, small towns that I love, especially just with me traveling, is the pride that you guys have uh, with the community. And one of the things you shared with me is this, this city, parts of the city is known for grit. Mm -hmm. Right? It's known for being grit city, yes. where people just hard work, put their heads down and focus. Mm -hmm. And that's that mentality you have where just put the blinders on, don't make excuses. Why do you think the city has that kind of energy? Very blue collar city that's been through a lot. Um, because of the steel mill time, so that was that blue collar work obviously. Um, but then when the steel mills closed in, you know, I think that was the 70s. So maybe edit that, it, they closed, regardless of when, but they closed. And a lot of people were, were you know, left out of work. So it just, you know, just that blue collar mentality has always been here. So where are we pulling up to right here? What is this? This is a locally famed suspension bridge that's in Mill Creek Park. A lot of graduation pictures shot here, wedding pictures shot here. I've been in some wedding photos here, up on these rocks even. Been up, you know, I have a picture on my phone still of some of my best friends uh, from a wedding up here. But yeah, just a, a nice little area um, with uh, Mill Creek. We'll go under, underneath that bridge. 
So we are coming up to this bridge here, entering YSU, where you went to school at. Can you just kind of talk us through your, your experiences and what we're about to see? Uh, sure. So this is actually downtown Youngstown we're coming up on. And then we get YSU, Youngstown State, straight ahead, um, you know, quarter mile away. But um, yeah, my experience at YSU was, was great. My entire family went to Youngstown State. Like I said earlier, a lot of people from Youngstown go to Youngstown State because it's very cost effective. Um, and a lot of their programs are, very, are accredited, which, so it's a good school. Um, and most kids that go to Youngstown State, they don't stay on campus, so it's saving you, you know, a lot of money right there. So it's, it really is a very uh, affordable place to go to college. You know, one of the things you, you mentioned to me yesterday, which I thought was so crazy, so LeBron James uh, obviously grew up in Akron, which isn't too far, but you mentioned that when he started to come through the channel, they'd come here to play some of their games. Is that is that correct? There were times where, yeah, they'd play local teams here, and since it's only an hour away, like, when I was in high school, I played a lot of teams from Akron came there. Yep. But, um, but when they would travel here, and LeBron was in high school, and he was, he was the greatest show in, in the region, so they would play at Youngstown State's uh, basketball arena, which fits about 5,000, which is more than most high school gyms in the area. That's so crazy to me. I couldn't even imagine what it was like down here yeah. to, to think the amount of history that's going through here. So, you know, as we come up here, I want to talk about part of your football journey. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a few things to me yesterday, and I'd love to kind of showcase to our viewers that mindset of, of what you did and what you created. Can you kind of fill me in a little bit on your journey with being a kicker and how this transitioned into obviously your work and your life? Yeah, so, I mean, going to college, um, I've told multiple people that I wouldn't have made it through college if it wasn't football, just because I'm inherently not a great student. I hated school, um, but college kept me structured, gave me the structure we talked about earlier. Um, it also taught me a lot about myself because there were times I was a walk-on, and I realized I wasn't going to play after a couple years, and it's like, yeah, why am I doing this then? I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting money, like scholarship money. And I'm not, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not going to play. So what am I, what am I wasting my time for? I can work or make money, you know. Um, but then, like, I've ne I was raised to never be a quitter. And so uh, just it's a mentality thing. And I just, just decided to stick with it. And uh, to this day, I still have a lot of close friends that I talk to on a weekly basis, if not daily basis, in, in a group text. And we're just like eight of us former players that we stay in touch. We get together every summer. We've done some ski trips together, and it's like just from, you know, I didn't even play. These guys were starters, but they, you know, it's just we're all like brothers. Have you done any of their loans before? Uh, I have, yeah. So here, here's why I bring that up to you. Uh, first of all, the mindset to do that, you said after a couple of years you realize you're not going to be playing, mm -hmm. and you're sitting there questioning, like, is what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And then lo and behold, you get into mortgages, and these same people that watched you grit and determination and focused and dialed in are coming back to you because of probably a bunch of things, but I'm assuming part of it is you're, you're, you're not quitting. Yep. And now look what it's doing. It's paying off tenfold because these same people are now coming to you for advice on mortgages. Yep. And it doesn't mean that when you're in that position that, oh, I'm not starting, so now woe is me. And it's like you can make the best out of it and, that, and that's what you did. What do you say to somebody that's on that verge of wanting to quit? I mean, I think every, every scenario is different. Without a doubt. Everyone's going through something different. In my, in my situation, it didn't hurt anything. It didn't hurt me to stay on and stay, keep playing, stay on the team, and building those relationships that have lasted forever, obviously. Um, I was always somebody that felt like, you know, put everyone else before myself. So 
uh, when I won the one award that we mentioned earlier, it was purely because I was I was just there for the team. Knowing I wasn't going to play, just be there for everyone else. How can I help? How can I, you know, and I had one case where uh, another kicker on the team was younger, but more time, he was very, very talented, had a chance that he tried out for, uh, and actually the Lions, um, that's a putter. And he wanted to quit his freshman year because he wasn't, he was redshirted, hated the workouts, just, you know, 18 and, and done. Yeah. You know, and I got him to stick it out. He ended up starting for four years and was, you know, an, all, an all-conference punter and obviously tried tried out for the Lions. They invited him to try out. And it's like, you know, I was just a mentor for somebody right there that had a great career in college and had a chance to do things in the NFL. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for me being like his big brother, basically, um, he, he would have quit after his first year. And that's what people don't ever understand is your role in this world, right? Regardless of where you're at, it, it has nothing to do with you always being the star or the front and center. You can provide value and mentorship to other people simply by your journey and your experiences and how you look at it. Because you could have looked at it one of two ways. That person could have quit and you could have said, okay, see you later, have a good day. I've seen so many people walk in and out of this door. Right. But instead you went down the path of, you know what? There's something special about this individual. Whatever help I can provide that person, regardless of my situation, I'm going to provide that kind of help and value. And you're, and you're just, it's a true testament to what you've already done and what you've established today. Mm. And it's turned into something big. From the patient standpoint, and obviously you being patient, how has patience been an impact in your life throughout your journey? Do you catch yourself being even a little bit more patient as you continue to get older versus early on? And then what was it like for you early on? Were you as patient as you are today? I was not as patient. <laughs> and there are moments where people might say, you're, I'm not patient, but... For the most part, I, I it, it, you have to you grow as a person um, to appreciate patience from others too. So you know it, it's I want to act as I want others to act with me. So it's like you know treat treat everyone like you want to be treated. So you know if you're feeling impatient, you know put yourself in their shoes. Like what are they dealing with? What do they have to do to get your answer or whatever, whatever that might be? Or you know if it's somebody that we hire and they're not learning fast enough. Well, I know that I'm not a great I'm not a quick learner, um, and I've I've admitted that. So um, whatever they need to, to grasp, whatever time they need to grasp and understand what they're doing, then you know, just be patient and they'll figure it out. So you were saying, I mean, do, do people, I know a lot obviously commute, but it looks like there is a small community that's- Oh, old. yeah, there is. Okay. This is West 34, West Wilkega, pour your own beers. Um, B2 is a, is a good restaurant, so an Italian restaurant there. Federal. This actually was on Bar Rescue. Um, no way. I was on the episode, yeah. No way, really? Yeah. O'Donnell, his little bars, a, a martini bar, and a craft beer whiskey bar. So this is Powers Auditorium. You'll see Dior. There's actually two theaters here, but Powers Auditorium um, was originally one of the original Warner theaters. So the Warner Brothers um, grew up here in Youngstown. Wow. Their first theater was in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 minutes from here. So this was, I'm, I'm assuming, their second theater. And um, before they started, you know, heading out west to California and, and before they got to make Warner Brothers what it is now, they started everything in Western PA and Youngstown. Wow, that, that's the small scale and growth. It's so crazy that the Warner Brothers came into this 
area because if you see Warner Brothers' ranch now, yeah. I lived in LA and actually went to go go through that area before, and I've actually been on that that set itself and that campus. Yeah, so have it's insane. It, it. It's insane. It was, it's insane. And to yeah. think that it's it was, yeah, how wild. People, <laughs> you want to talk about perseverance? You want to talk about a vision? Yeah, it's like no matter where you're at, small town, big city, doesn't matter. Like there's opportunity for people that have vision. Mm -hmm. And look at that vision. Look what that turned into. Yeah. And to think that started here along with all the other incredible people that started their journey here mm -hmm. within this Youngstown area, just small town community. Right. That is fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a 17, 18, 19 year old Bob. And you get to see that kid for, you know, first time in a long time. You're looking at him dead in the eye. And he notices you. He recognizes he's on that football field potentially staring over. And he walks over to you. And you get to give that person two pieces of advice. What are a couple of things you're going to tell that young man? I'd say everything that you do in life and do without a, a, a purpose for yourself. Do everything to help other people. And um, eventually it'll just naturally come back to you like good karma, you know, or, or, or bad karma. You know, just treat everyone right and just do things without a without an agenda for yourself to benefit yourself. And eventually, you know, as you do good, good will come upon you. I love that, man. Listen, we are going to wrap this show up. And for our viewers at home, I just want you guys to think about this. It's, it's not where you start. It's truly how you finish. Regardless of where you're at, regardless of where you live, there is opportunity for people all over the place. Be kind, be great. And it's okay to put others before you sometimes because I promise you, it really comes back full circle and will pay out more than you could ever expect. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you. And thank you for this tour of this incredible small town and all the history that it has. Take care of yourselves and have a great day.